Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy, and today is Saturday, June 24th of 2023. On June 24th, we celebrate a solemnity, the Solemnity of the Nativity, the birth of St. John the Baptist. Today's Gospel is proper to the day, and it comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, verses 57 through 66, and verse 80, stuck on there at the end. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all the neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judah. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the desert until the day of his manifestation to Israel. It might come as sort of a surprise, but one of the symbols in art that's associated with St. Ambrose is a beehive. Sometimes you'll see a beehive at his feet, like in stained glass windows. And in fact, St. Ambrose is the patron of beekeepers. Now that patronage stretches back to Ambrose's childhood, when, according to a tradition, as a child he fell asleep near a beehive, and the bees began to swarm his face, even going in and out of his mouth. Now when his parents saw this, they were horrified, but they knew that if they woke him up, his reaction would certainly cause the bees to sting, and so they just waited and prayed. At a certain point, the bees simply formed a swarm and left Ambrose in peace, His parents rushed to grab him, and having the child safe in their arms, the father is said to have replied, This child will be something great, if he lives. Now today, we're also celebrating a great man, St. John the Baptist. In fact, Christ himself calls John the greatest of those born among women. Now that's no small compliment. And so the church not only celebrates his birth into this world, which it does officially only for two other people, namely Jesus himself and the Blessed Virgin Mary, but it also makes that day a solemnity. In today's Gospel, we heard that the neighbors of Zechariah and Elizabeth took these things, meaning all of the events surrounding John's birth, to heart, and overcome with fear, asked themselves, what will this child be? On one hand, this is a natural question. I mean, clearly God's hand is upon John, and the Most High has special plans for him. But it's interesting that the neighbors are afraid. For Aquinas, fear is the passion, or we could say the emotion, that results from perception of a future evil. In other words, fear means that something bad is coming down the pipe. Something bad is going to happen. Now, it's not entirely clear what John's neighbors are afraid of, but apparently they think that God's great designs for this child must be something bad. I mean, after all, if you're going to fear them, it's because they're bad. Yet we know that, on the contrary, 
God's designs aren't to be feared. They're to be rejoiced over. Because that seed of greatness that lies in John will come to full bloom as he identifies and proclaims the coming of the Lamb of God. Now that seed of greatness, planted within each of us at our baptism, is entrusted to us as well. To each of us, the question is asked, what will this child be? The greatness of holiness lies within our reach. It simply means to carry out faithfully our duties, to love what Christ loves, and to continue, no matter how slowly, along the path to heaven. Now, God's will is not something to be feared, although sometimes, yeah, it can seem that God's will and desires aren't our own. But if we let that fear prevent us from giving ourselves entirely to God, we'll be condemned to a life of mediocrity. On the other hand, if we embrace that call and work with God, there's no limits to what he can do in us and with us, as he did with John. So today, as we celebrate the solemnity of the birth of John the Baptist, let's ask, through his intercession and the intercession of Mary, mother of all the redeemed, for the grace to imitate John in his magnanimity by surrendering ourselves entirely to God's will at every moment of our lives.